This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about season one of Amphibia, and fortune cookies. It's May 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Hello everyone, I'm this week's host Evan, and joining me today are my co-host Linnea. Hello. And Brian. Hello. Let's start off this week with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I can go first. So my pop culture thing is that, uh, do you guys know what webtoons are, right? I think. They're like online comics that you read. But um, one of the ones that I read called Heartstopper got adapted into a Netflix TV series. I think that was around two weeks ago. Is it going to be animated? It's already on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for two weeks, oh. and it's live action. Sci-fi, fantasy, no, it's just real the, world. It's like, what's it called? Yeah, contemporary rom-com. Oh, okay. And how many episodes is it? There's only eight episodes, because I think, I think it's only based around the first book. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched the whole thing in one day. <laughs> and did you like it? Mm-hmm. It was very cute. Is it something we should watch and review? Maybe. It's probably more for older teenagers, but it'd be cute. <laughs> okay, we'll have to look into it. What's it called again? It's called Heartstopper. My news this week is that Kenneth Oppel will have a new book coming out this September. If you remember, we recently reviewed his book Airborne back on episode 79. Uh, he has a new book coming out this September called Ghostlight, and it looks like it's much more of a scary I don't know if it's horror since it's for middle-aged kids or students, but it's about a ghostly lighthouse that's haunted and they're trying to protect it from strange ghostly beings coming back. I don't know, I just <laughs> read a little preview of it. it sounds kind of interesting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe checking that out this September. My pop culture reference for this week is that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is now available in theaters. Nice. Me and Dad are planning on watching it. Yeah, we'll try to get out and see it. Not with me. I mean, if you wanted to come and see it. Okay, then yeah, (laughs) of course, not with you. You have no desire to see it, Linnea? Not if I can't eat popcorn. Oh, is there a reason you can't eat popcorn? Because I have braces. Ah, yep, there you go. Aren't there other things at the theater you could have or not? Yeah, there's candy. I don't care if I can't have popcorn. Oh, see, you wouldn't go to any movie if you couldn't have popcorn? Unless it's, like, a movie that I'm really super invested in. Like if there was a She-Ra movie, you yeah. would go to that. Mm-hmm. Or how about Next Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out next yeah, May? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go to that. Okay. The Thor movie? Did you just say next May? It already is May. It comes out, I think, so a, a year. year from now? Yeah, a year from now. Mm-hmm. They just finished wrapping. Ooh. Look, it's more pop culture news. Anyway. <laughs> would you go to see the new Thor movie? Mm-hmm. I mean, if mom goes. Okay. Now on to our main topic for this week, the first season of the animated Disney show, Amphibia. Amphibia was first aired in 2019 and was produced by Matt Brawley. The show has three seasons, the third of which is ending next week. The story follows Anne Boonchoy and her adventures through the land of Amphibia, trying to get out of the world while also finding her friends Marcy and Sasha. While trapped in Amphibia, she finds a home with the Planters, a lovable frog family consisting of Anne's best friend Sprig, the old aspiring actor Hot Pop, and the young Pollywog Polly. 
Throughout their adventures, they fight monsters, learn lessons, and discover secrets about their world. Now, on to our questions. First, what did you think of the art style of the show? Uh, it wasn't really my favorite. I mean, it's very cartoony. Like, yeah. everything's very round and circly. It doesn't stand out in the way that, like, Hilda does. It's just like a basic cartoon TV animated show in its style. It feels like a lot of the other animated Disney shows that have come out recently. Mm. Yeah, it, it's like the Owl House. It's like all that stuff. I was wondering if you want to describe Amphibia for people who don't know what it is. I mean, how would you des- how would you describe it if you have to sum up what the show was? It's a world where instead of people, there's frogs that walk and talk around. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get across. So <laughs> Amphibia, yeah. So she's transported to this land where it's frogs and and birds are huge and they can eat you and just basically amphibia amphibians just all over everyone lives in these little marshy bog cities yeah all the frogs live in bog cities the toads live in big menacing towers yeah, and the toads have power over the frogs but they do have houses though mm-hmm. yeah which character in the show is your favorite my favorite character is marcy but we haven't met her yet in the first season <laughs> Um. While you're thinking, I'll go. For me, it's kind of a split between Hop Pop and Polly. You always like the old man characters. I, well, I like <laughs> I like Hop Pop because of the voice actor. I think the voice actor does a really good job for his part. Yeah, Hop Pop is portrayed very well. So I I like him just for the voice acting. I think I like Polly because she's this cute little pollywog, but she's got a real mean streak, and she's always pulling out weapons out of nowhere when they're in trouble, <laughs> which I just find that kind of amusing. I think that in just the first season, Polly's my favorite. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I like Hot Pop for the voice acting. He always, the voice actor always does a great job, but I like Polly for all the character that she has. And then Sprig reminds me a lot of Evan. Oh, really? How so? They both just kind of walk around being like, yeah, let's go do this stuff. Yeah, fun. I I also, (laughs) even though we don't see him much in this first season, I did like Grime. I remember liking him. And explain who Grime is. Grime is the leader of the Toads. Ooh, menacing. The ruler of Toad Tower. So Toads and Frogs don't get along in this world? Is that sort of the premise? Yep. Toads gather taxes from the frogs. And is there a reason for this? Do we find this out later? Uh, I guess. Sure. And toads also seem to be much bigger than frogs. Is that sort of true, too? Yes. They're more bigger and ominous. And they're bumpy. And they're all bumpy. That's not important, but it's a fact. So what do you think about Anne as a main character in this show? I like her. She's kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah. To be honest, I do like the character, I feel like maybe a bit more progression in the first season would be nice, but it's fine. As a character, she doesn't really grow even though she learns all these lessons and stuff. Yeah, I feel that the show, it's very lesson-based. It feels like every episode has some sort of a lesson that she learns, but it doesn't really seem to be all that important to her or them, or it feels like in a way it misses its mark for me. I mean, I like Anne. She's fine. A lot of times it just sort of feels like she's there. I know that's that's how yeah. I feel about it. It's more like she's just, she's the way that we see everything, but 
the story is focused on like other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess she she is our way into this strange world of amphibians, so we see everything through her. And I like the deal with her phone. She she has her phone along, and that's sort of a unique thing. And the frogs think that's cool that she has all these movies and. And somehow she gets it to charge forever. What was it, struck by lightning or something? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was one episode where Hot Pop charged the phone, almost dying. Okay. Yeah, but it was struck by lightning for it to do that. Yeah. No, he jumped into a bunch of electric bugs. Yeah, which is basically lightning. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, that's neither here nor there, but yeah. I thought it was interesting that she only has one shoe, and she always has leaves and twigs in her hair, and I keep wondering why. Is that ever explained in the future? It's it's for the design, Dad. <laughs> okay, so I just guess her design. It kind of fits her character of being kind of all over the place. Also, the leaves and the leaves and twig do have some kind of thing going on with Anne. I. <laughs> it is nice that that she's portrayed as a Thai American. Uh, Matt Braley made that a point of of trying to get more Thai representation, so that's cool. So. Does this show remind you of, like, The Owl House or any other shows specifically? It reminds me of The Owl House in the way that they're both about these two girls who travel into a world that's completely different. Yeah. And both of them have no way of getting back. (laughs) And they also, I think, use the same animation studio, or it looks very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the styles are slightly different, but mostly the same. Also, they're both airing at the, like, exact same time. (laughs) So what characters would you be most excited to, like, learn about or see in the next season? Marcy and Sasha. They are Anne's friends who also got teleported into the world with her. We know what happens to Sasha in the first season, but we have no idea where Marcy is. Didn't we see Marcy in just one little clip? Yeah, we saw her in the one clip where Anne is stealing the magical spooky box. We saw her before she went into the other dimension. Uh, I guess I'm sort of excited to see Polly. I mean, I hope Polly grows up into a frog. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. You don't have don't have to spoil it for me, but I guess that's what I'd be waiting for. I hope she's not just this little pollywog through the whole show. Probably the character I I would want to see most, or the characters would be Sasha and Grime, just the leaders of the Toads, and seeing what they do after all the first seasons events and stuff. I've only ever watched the first season of this show, but I know I know everything that happens in the second and third season. I just haven't watched them. Why? Are you reading spoilers? No, I just... I watched the finale for the second season without watching any of the second season episodes. So I was able to catch on to everything that happened. There are a bunch of clips on YouTube that she's also seen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, especially like the last episode of the season, would you say you connected with those people more? Which people? I've seen a lot of people on the internet saying they like the last episode a lot. I liked the last episode. It was nice because we got to see Anna stand up for herself for the first time against Sasha. Yeah, the last episode of the season is just stands out for actually being like all story related. No, just like learning a lesson or something. It's all just, oh my god, this is happening. So you got to do this, and then it's all plot. I like that it's a bunch of the like the little things from season one episodes all come together. Like we see all the characters who are who've been introduced over the course of the twenty episodes. 
so yeah, that's that's a lot why people would like it, I think. And it kind of leaves us with a cliffhanger, sort of, and then sort of wanting to know how it proceeds from there. So I think it's a good ending, a good wrap-up to the season. So also, from the last question, that leads to this one. Do you think that the first season was tied enough into story, or would you like it to be more story-related all the time? I would have maybe liked a bit more story, but it didn't bug me that much. To me, the season felt really long and disconnected. I kind of wish it had been written tighter, maybe rather than, what, there was 20 episodes or something? How was yeah. It? Yeah, maybe rather than 20, maybe 12, <laughs> and just to shorten it up and tighten it up, make the writing a little more brisk and a little more story. I mean, I don't mind the one-off episodes, but it just seemed... It's like an episode of the week sort of thing. Yeah, and it just kind of seemed like it was going nowhere. It just sort of, you know, this little adventure and this little adventure. And not that not that there aren't shows that are like that that I don't like, but I don't know, it just, it just felt very meandering to me. Most of the time, the little adventures don't even, like, connected to the story. Like, they just, they want to make pizza or something. <laughs> so, would you say Amphibia Season 1 or the Owl House Season 1 would be better? I like the Owl House Season 1 slightly better. I think because we just got to see more of the story. Yeah, we got to see more story, and we got to focus on more characters in just those episodes of The Owl House. And in this show, I feel like we just got to know, like, a few people in the town, I guess. To me, they're pretty evenly matched. I guess if I had to pick one, I'd probably say The Owl House. Me too. How did you discover this show, Evan? The internet. I season two ended right as I like discovered it and I was like huh what's this show that I'm seeing all these clips on YouTube's about and then I watched it on Disney plus and I was like oh that's nice and then I got all wrapped up in the third season and now I'm watching every episode on YouTube so would you say that there's more story in the second and third seasons yeah for sure the seconds they progressively get like more more intense story related I guess the third, se- the first half of the third season kind of drops off on story, but then the second half of the third season, it just picks it up and throws it across the room. Yeah, I watched the finale of the second season before I'd watched any episode of the first season, and I still, it still made me feel sad, even though I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, that that episode is very sad. So, is it a show that if the first season doesn't sit well with you, give it another chance and watch the second season? Yeah, for sure. The second season is, like, the best. (laughs) The wild ride. While the third season is just, like, sitting down in one spot. The the second season is just, like, a roller coaster taking us everywhere. From what I've seen from the third season, it looks pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what are your final ratings for season one? I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to give it a five. It's it's average. It's nothing. It's nothing special. It's it, so sad. Well, maybe just for the last episode, I'm gonna give it a five point a six. Actually, it's a five not point six. Yeah, five. <laughs> 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 I'm just no a six. It's nothing special. It's just an average show from the first season. It's like you you could watch it again, but it's fine. 
Except the last episode. That's good. That's a good episode. I'm glad that you said that, Evan, because in my head I've been thinking, to me it would just be a straight five. It just seems like an average show. It was fine. We made our way through it and watched it with you know, our family. We'd sit down and watch it. And I oftentimes felt like looking at my watch going, okay, how how long is this over? And they're just short little episodes. They're only, they're what, like two 12-minute episodes. Yeah. And it just, it seemed a lot longer than it was. So it, to me, it just felt kind of like, I don't want to say monotonous, but I just wanted it to go somewhere and to get there a little faster. I don't mind slow stories, but this just felt, again, it kind of felt meandering. But if you think the second season is really good, I'm I'm there for it. We'll check it out and we'll see what that's like. So yeah, first season, I'd give it a five. I give it a six out of ten because I really like the end credit music. Like, is, isn't it just so nice and chill? Da, da, like, I was da, just, da. I was doing homework one day, and I was like, this is really tiresome. So then I just listened to an hour loop of that music, and I was like, wow, this is fun. I love math. Yeah, I do like the opening theme and the end theme. They're both really well done. And the opening theme, I think, really fits with the show. It's very bouncy and perky and fun. And... There are a bunch of versions of the original of the original theme song was just all the other characters backstories <laughs> was there singing to it too i was reading something about that there was an opening actual song yeah yeah there that. is a song i could show you guys that i listened to it what did they not what did this what did they decide to not do the song it just sounds better with the normal music okay now it's time for fortune cookies fortune cookies so mine is people rise to your expectations just average okay mine is only three words long and it's set high goals mine is rest not from duty but find rest in it Ooh! wow nice okay so that wraps up this week's episode of lunchbox reaction you can check us out on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. Find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. You can drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Thank you to my co-host Linnea. Goodbye. And Brian. So long. And see you all next week at the lunch table.